Where the hell did Vic go? <laughs> Vic, are you still here? That's so distracting. Yeah, how do you keep... Where is he? I think he's gone. Two of... Yeah, he's completely gone. What a, what a dickhead. Welcome to the For the Gram podcast, a podcast on how to grow your social media and small business. Join us as we discuss how we use Instagram to grow our small businesses and form social communities. Learn how we've created partnerships with each other and formed relationships with other brands. Whether you want to take your small business or your social media to the next level, or you're just looking for a fun and lighthearted podcast about the everyday, this is the For the Gram podcast. I'm Mark from Remarkable Woodworks, and I'm joined by Vic from The Stump Shop and Dom from M Inspired Living. I can barely stand these two, but other people seem to enjoy them, and you got to give the people what they want. So I'll stop boring you with the intro now, and we can get on to this week's episode of the For the Gram podcast. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the For the Gram podcast. My name is Mark, and as always, I'm joined with Vic and um, this week we are talking about analytics. We're going to go over the different types of profiles that you can have on Instagram. And we're also going to talk about how we review and analyze our own numbers, which we thought was an interesting talking point because all three of us do things completely different. But before we get into that, Vic, what's up, man? How are things? Welcome back, boys. It's been a while. I mean, it hasn't really been that long. We were hanging out yesterday. That was an awesome day, but um, we're going to be talking about analytics. So, Mark, why don't you just tell us something that's good otherwise? Uh, things are good, man. It's been a crazy week. Like I, like you said already, Vic, we got to hang out yesterday at uh, Rustolium headquarters, so it's always fun to to see the fam and get to spend time with, with you guys. And then, yeah, today's my anniversary. My wife is working, so I get to hang out with you guys. Tom, what's good, man? What's That's good? That's very cute. You're spending your anniversary with us. I'm I know. Yeah. I know. See, we're special. <laughs> You're welcome, boys. You're welcome. Yeah. No, honestly, thank you, man. So things have evolved, right, guys? We've been doing the social media thing for a while. Um, when we first started out, for example, Dom, let me just throw it out to you. When you started M Inspired Living, um, well, for now, I'll focus strictly on Instagram, but how did you view your insights back then or your analytics compared to how you view them now? Well, in the beginning, I didn't. I had no idea. Yeah. I knew nothing about any of that. Well, to be honest with you, it was probably, I'd say, a little over a year before I even changed over to a business account. Right. Right. So without the business account, you don't get any of those analytics to begin with. I mean, unless you're using a third-party app that kind of calculates that stuff for you, which you can. Uh, Instagram itself... No, most yeah. people probably don't. Uh, but Instagram itself, unless you have a business account or or a creator's account, you're not getting those analytics. And and I didn't for a long time. But when we first started, I don't even think there was like different accounts either. Like there wasn't a business account or a personal account. It was just an account, right? Like I think they introduced... business, business might have been around for a while, but I don't think when we started, like for example, mine was 2014, maybe 15. You're right, Mark. I don't think that yeah. there was that option. There was just the one Instagram account, right? Yeah. I, I know. The first I heard of it was uh, through Mike, Mad Raven. Okay. He, he's the one that told me. He was like, hey, did you know that you could have a business account and, and you can see all of this info on, on who's viewing your, your posts and, and all of that kind of stuff? So that's the first I had heard of it. 
Yeah. And then, I mean, in my opinion, when you first start out, I think I know for myself, I've gone over, it's almost like a roller coaster of when I first started out, like Mark mentioned, you don't really know insights. Like you don't know what you're looking for. You don't, they didn't even exist. And then as you start kind of gaining some traction on social media, on Instagram, you start using your insights. That's what I was doing. I was looking at them. I was studying them to see how to cater my posts, this and that. And then comes the downhill again. You start realizing, man, these insights are maybe running my page and me a bit too yeah. much, trying to meet this number, trying to meet that date. And then you stop caring kind of like you did when you first started. That's kind of my experience. Yeah. But you, guys, you know what? You guys, I, I think they can be very useful, but to an extent. I yeah. think a lot depends on on how you use them. I, I'll give you an example. One example, when you look at all your posts and kind of compare them to each other and, and look at the analytics there, uh, you have the option of, of setting a time frame. Right. So if you want to look at all your posts from the last seven days, and I think it goes to 30 days, three months, to, six months, I think up years, to two yeah. years. Yeah. I don't go past three months because... Okay. I'll tell you why Instagram's algorithm changes so frequently that to me, looking at posts and what they did two years ago has no value to me trying to figure out what's going to work today. That's, That's a solid actually, point. Yeah. Right? That's so, a very valid point. And on top of that, you're, the number of followers you have have changed too much has changed in that time for that to be of any value to you anymore. So yeah, three right? months is kind of the time frame you I'll go at. at this. I used to go to six months. At this point, I don't even go that far. I'll go to like, I'll really look at the last 30 days. Yeah. Right? Like I'll spend a lot of time looking at that and, and up to three months. I, I, I won't go past that anymore. Uh, you know and what? Do you, sorry. Go when ahead, you ahead. use those like numbers, like you say, you spend a lot of time looking at those numbers. Does that help your future strategy? Like, like for like next month's strategy kind of thing? I'll give you an example. Assume you post once a day. Over the course of a month, 30 days, you have 30 posts. I'll look at that 30 days and see what the five top performing posts were for me in that month period. And I'll try to look at those five and say, okay, what is it about these five that what's there in common about these five posts that potentially made them the best five? Yeah. No, I see that. You see a successful post that, you know, did well, it gained a lot of views or, or likes or comments, and then you try to look at it and try to figure out what is it about this one that did so well. However, do you ever find yourself looking at a post that did really well or that performed well and just going, how the hell did that one do so well? Because those are the ones that kill me. Even when you dig into the insights, you're looking at it and going, especially when it's like from other. You know what I mean? Like, where did this yeah. one gain the most impression? And you're just like, oh, I, I try to, um, I'll try to do that again. And then the next one just bombs. You ever yeah. find that? I, I think that's part of the most frustrating thing is the from other category because it gives you nothing. What does that even know? mean yeah. from other? Like, so where are those, where's that, where are those views coming from? Yeah. Right. But yeah, I, I agree. I, a lot of the time, the stuff I post that, I'm maybe scrambling because I don't have a post and I'm kind of thinking, should I post this? Should I not? A lot of the time, those end up being my best performing posts. Yeah, exactly. Right? Just ones that I wasn't drawing. even sure I was going to post. Yeah. Mark, why don't you take us through, for example, you post something, whether it's a video or a photo. And I know your style has changed lately where you kind of film throughout the day and then you just drop it when you can. But let's go through Mark's post 
an hour after dropping it. Actually, you know, why don't you start with 10 minutes after dropping it and just seeing what you do with, with content once you post it, if you get a chance. Do you even monitor or do you just let it, you know, do what it, do what it does? Um, I used to. I used to do it a lot. And then once, and I think things are different for us because we're in Canada, um, but Instagram took the whole likes thing away. Yeah. And for me, like that just relieved a lot of stress for me because I was in this weird bubble where like I would get hung up on only posting popular content, right? So as soon as those likes went away, then all of a sudden it took kind of the stress off of me. So now like I don't really cater to the time limits anymore either, right? Like I know the analytics used to say like you have an hour, so you have to drop something um, like a, po a post or a picture or whatever and then spend an hour there like in the yeah. comments or like and replying to people and all that stuff. And and I just don't have the time for that anymore. So I think, I think honestly it comes down to like what do you want to get out of the exactly. platform, right? Yeah. Like what is it that you are trying to get out of all these different things? And um, I'm just at a place right now where I'm completely like my expectations and my goals are different than what they were like a year ago, right? Sure. Like a year ago, I just wanted to get sponsored. So I would just like do everything I can to get all these different sponsorships. And then what I have found is that I've, I've kind of focused more on like helping people and giving back and like kind of creating like this, like, I don't, I don't want to call it a community or a tribe or anything like that, but just like, Oh, it like, is a community. Yeah like a network, right? And and then kind of help out those people in best ways that I can because then that way, you know, if I ever need anything or, or reach out, then I'm more inclined to get better responses that are a little bit um, more meaningful to me, if that makes sense. So like I'm using the platform a little bit more selfishly now right. in terms of um, like what I post. And like I haven't, today was the first time I posted in over a week, right? So I haven't posted anything. You um, are just dead to me oh i know week. it's it's absolutely <laughs> crazy but That's it's crazy. weird man it's weird like i had this really big goal of hitting 20k i hit 20k and then it was like i don't really i'm not really focused on the numbers anymore so the whole yeah. analytics thing like again like i'll look at them but i don't really use those numbers to to strategically plan for what i'm going to post i just That's what i just i i said that at the start of this episode you've reached that same point that i mentioned where when you first started out, there was no analytics. Then you went exactly. through a phase where you you did study them or you, you posted yep. catering to those analytics. Yep. And now you're exactly at that point where I said I am at too is you just can't let those numbers really no, lead man. you anymore or dictate. Yeah, you see, honestly, it's a, it's a, it's a cycle we all go through. Man. Yeah, 100%. And we did an episode on it, right, where it was like you're in this like little lull thing. And um, not to talk too much, but like when – when we first started Instagram, like I had a job job, you guys yeah. had your things going on. Like I would work a full-time job, come home and then work my ass off in, in the garage or shop and build something just so I could take a picture of it and then <laughs> post it yeah. on Instagram. Right. That's my, that's my life, man. Or it was yeah. anyways. <laughs> but that's the thing is, as I never really like had the numbers or anything. And like, once you started getting like 50 likes and then you got like a, a hundred likes, right. And then all of a sudden it was like, okay, like I'm going to look at what's getting the most, like the best amount of likes. So for me, again, it was cutting boards. Like when I first started, I started making cutting boards. If I posted a picture of a finished cutting board, I would get a hundred likes. Damn, if I yeah. posted like, 
like a process shot, I would get like 50 likes. So then all of a sudden in my head, I was like, okay, I can't post pictures of, of process shots anymore. I have to fo- I have to like crank out as many cutting boards as I can <laughs> and take as many pictures as I can. Cause then I'm going to have like this, this backload of inventory shots that I can upload every single day. So and then, you, you weren't even worried about the product. You wanted more just to it, have that. That's it. I just wanted to have that, that content. Finished, <laughs> that finished. And then because those were the things that were getting the most amount of likes. And then all of a sudden, once I started doing bigger projects that I would notice, like I'm not getting as many likes and I'm not getting in as, as many like uh, comments or anything. So then it was like, okay, I have to give, I have to give everything away. So let's just <laughs> give stuff away. And then you start getting this, like this <laughs> flow of, of, of engagement. And you kind of realize like people are here for the wrong reasons yeah. and you get kind of burnt out. And that's exactly what happened earlier on in the year. That's, and it was like, that's yeah. why, that's why he has 9,000 cutting boards in his basement yeah, now. Yeah, he still has those all. I still have an inventory. Every Christmas, yeah. I get a message. Hey, do you have? Actually, I do. I yeah. do, yeah. In fact, actually, you know what, Mark? Do me a favor. In the next week or so, you don't have to. But it would be awesome if you posted a picture of a cutting board. Yeah, I will, <laughs> with, tomorrow. I will tomorrow. With how your uh, feet has changed, suddenly a cutting board. I, You know what? Those are the exact things that you just don't know how they'll perform. Even with your more contract oriented page yeah. lately yeah. next thing you know a cutting board bam you get you know a thousand likes within a few hours like who knows right yeah let, and that's let me ask you guys this because i know at some point we all did i know i did it everybody takes likes to be the big analytic at some point right yeah but yeah. is it really that important i'll tell you for me the one analytic that i'll look at to try and judge how things are going or what i should be doing is reach over yeah. everything else because it's the reach. If you're getting reach and your posts are getting out there, the reach is going to bring you the likes, the yeah. comments, the follows. So right? do you know what, you know a, an important thing about reach? In fact, I never knew this until I read about it recently. Um, the difference between reach and impressions is that reach is referring to um, unique accounts that aren't already in your yes. kind of like, let's say, let's just categorize this as woodworkers. That's what, that's why reach is so important because if you have a high reach, you're now literally reaching out to people that aren't seeing your stuff every day that, you know exactly. what I mean? Exactly. So, you you yeah. could have, you know, a hundred thousand impressions, but 89,000 of them could be me coming back. Yeah. that many times because I like looking at your face. Yeah, or, or right? those comments were, and I highly encourage it, I still do it, but when you answer comments with a comment, obviously, yeah. that's all, imp- like it's all building up towards yeah. that number that's but, kind of skewed, right? But yeah. reach is unique. Exactly. So if you can get that high reach and you can analyze your posts to see, you know, again, like I said, in a, in a month, 30 posts worth, why the five best got that reach and use that to continue growing. Yeah. I, I think that's the one analytic that's actually worth something, worth looking at. You okay, guys so taught I'll... me something there. I didn't even know that. That's that's like yeah. now I'm yeah. just going to be focusing on that. Yeah, there you go. Just that's the only thing, guys. We could end this episode now. Just monitor your reach. Yeah, All right. It. Have there a good you go. night. Good night. Have a good night. <laughs> but right, like, um, honestly though, like if you look at like you know how they show you the days of the week and. The, the, I, I don't know. Yeah. The hours. I, honestly, I think that that's worthless because 
I at some point tried to follow that. I di- I didn't see any difference. I mean, unless you're really doing something drastic and posting your posts at three in the morning or something like that. I still don't know, man. I I'm I highly um, of the opinion that that's the least in my like I said in my opinion on my feed. That's the least important thing that I look at is the yeah. weeks of the day, the times. Because first of all, correct me if I'm wrong, it never changes. Did Dom just die? Dom? What happened? <laughs> I think Dom just died. I've never seen him run so fast in my entire life. Is, are you Sanka, are you dead, bad. man? Are you okay, man? What? Okay? Sanka, you, you dead, alive? man? Huh? I tried to walk. Just happened. Jeez, that was funny. <laughs> what? Why? Why'd you? I just walked away so I could cough over there. You I ran. You, you ran off. faster than I've ever seen in your entire. Oh, so life. that I wouldn't I interrupt Vic talking. You guys stopped anyway. I could have just. I could have not expended that energy. What I was saying before I forget though is the days <laughs> of the week and the hours and all that. In doesn't it? Correct me if I'm wrong, but it literally never changes. Like if you go through Monday to. Sunday, it might go up, you know, 0.1 thousand or whatever it is. It doesn't, I don't cater to that anymore at all. I'll be honest. I used to do the whole 8 a.m. thing, but that's one insight that I don't even really look at anymore. Um, However, I think it goes back to what Mark was saying earlier is, yes, insights and analytics matter, but you really want to know why are you on this platform, period, because I truly believe that that's going to alter which analytics you should look at for example but, if go on, go ahead no 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 go ahead go ahead go ahead i was oh. just gonna say a quick for example is an analytic or an insight that no one ever even thinks about mentioning but if you are on instagram or social media strict because there are accounts out there that are strictly um sales oriented or getting leads because they want to make money then don't you think insights like website clicks or emails or how many people clicked your contact that's more important than what Don spent a while talking about all of that, no? I disagree, yeah. man. I 100% disagree. And this oh. is the uh, this is my own personal opinion, so please like like if like I'm not saying that this is like to be true or anything. Sure. At the like you said, at the end of the day, companies want to have sales. Period. And you you could have great numbers, a post could do really good and all that stuff. But if you can't generate sales yeah. or if, or if what you're saying to people swipe up, um, click this link, um, what do you guys think? And then leave a question box and no one's answering those questions. It's only a matter of time before a company is going to be like, no, thank you. And it doesn't matter if you have 100,000 followers, 50,000 followers, 500 followers, or 25 followers. If you have if you have 50 followers, yeah. and of those 50 people, 25 of them are going to purchase something when you recommend something as a brand, yeah. you're, you're more likely going to want to work with these smaller companies. And it's only going to happen now. Like right now, like today, you're starting to see so many sponsored post campaigns, um, yeah. all that stuff, right? And they're slowly going away from those larger accounts because yeah. either A, they're too expensive or B, people are like, yeah, whatever, they don't need the money or they don't need to do this, yada, yada, yada. 
And, but you and, actually agree. You said fully that you disagree, but what you're saying is those people that click on emails or swipe ups that actually do that, if you're trying to sell a product, if that's the whole point of your, whether it's a story or your account, whether, and you're thinking more of an influencer type, I'm thinking like selling your own product, like for me, selling stumps. That's if I'm fair. out there to sell stumps, then yes, I am going to be checking how many people clicked my email, how many people yep. clicked my website versus, um, you know, how many of my followers are in um, US or, or Canada. Like I couldn't care less if someone from Norway is ordering my, my stump or boards or something, right? Then that's going to be more important to me than certain other insights, right? So I think you kind of do agree with me because you're saying that it is very important who swipes up, who clicks your no? I'm just in creator mode. That's it. Like, and, and for those of you who don't know, there's three different types of accounts that you can have set up. So you can have a personal page. Yeah. You can set it up so either you're a business account like Vic or you can set it up where you're a creator account like myself. And I've tried them all. I've tried them all. Um, and, I, and I went back to business recently, which, which actually speaking of insights, it's funny is when I did switch back to business, this is about maybe a dozen to 20 posts ago, I forget. I lost all of my insights for all my other posts before yeah. that, eh? That's yeah, a good point that, that you should make people aware of because a lot of people might not know that. I learned that the hard way too because I changed it sucks. before they even came up with a creator account. I changed back to a personal account to try out for a bit, went back to business and lost all of it those insights, all, yeah. which it as much you. as you may or may not use them, it sucks to lose them. It sucks to lose them right? because I, one of the bigger insights is that I used to always look at was, um, and this is because of my... Uh, mindset has changed significantly from actually we we're just talking about it with mark i'm not really fully in the business of selling stumps that's kind of like a side um hustle to just the stump shop overall like i run my account more for um the interaction the community just to have somewhere to once in a while show a video but i'm not my main business isn't selling stumps so that's why when i went um to the creator mode I also didn't find that I was, I, I was kind of in a, in a, you know, in between a rock and a hard spot, like Mark found himself recently. I didn't know what I was doing, right? Like, am I yeah. making content? Am I selling stuff? Because in each of those different accounts, your insights and analytics are different, right? Like yeah, it yeah. shows you different stuff. And I was like, I kind of missed some things from the business account. I wasn't really gaining anything from the creator account. Yeah. So I went back to it, but Anyways, just to bring it back to what we were talking about, if you're switching between accounts, you will lose your insights. If that if that's important to you, then then um, you know don't do that. And just just to kind of give people like a little bit more information on it, the personal account, you don't have any insights. You have true nothing. or false? No. Yeah, that's correct. So personal yeah. account, you're just you're just like you're sharing photos of your dog, and you don't care who or what or why or or how to grow. Is that true? There's no insights for personal? No, no. personal account oh, okay. doesn't get that. I haven't so been personal in a long time. Your business account is for if you're trying to sell things. So you get you get certain insights, right? So that can help analyze to, to kind of like do different marketing campaigns. But you also get like contact buttons. So like either like a, a shop now or like a email contact or, me yeah. or email me or and there those hot link buttons are right available on your page. And then a creator, you get quote unquote more insights, um, and then quote unquote special inbox tools. I hate and that. 
Yeah. So, um, spoiler alert: the more insights is one more insight, and it just it's a thing called growth, and it'll tell you uh, an overall of how many followers you have in either a week, or you can break it down per day. So it'll give you overall unfollowed and followed, but it doesn't tell you who, doesn't tell you where they came from, doesn't tell you any of that stuff. That business was, uh, business exactly. account actually has that too now. Yeah. Okay, so there you go. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah, so, you can see that it's been probably like, I'd say over a month, a couple months. And that's months. one of the reasons I left the creator account is I hated seeing how many unfollow. I just hated that number overall. I unfollow. didn't need to see that. Yeah. Not yeah. even the unfollow. I just, the overall growth is the only one I always looked at. Yeah. And it kind of, when it was in my face there every day, it was getting, it was, it was to me, it was there for the wrong reasons. I didn't yeah. care that much. Yeah. So I switched back to business. And then, damn, like Dom said, now it's yeah. there for business, too. I just. The only thing that I'm not like, I, I really liked when I, I made the creator page was the fact that when it says special inbox tools, it gives you a general and a primary so you can split them. I hated I, that though. Like, I thought that was a good idea at the time. That's and more now work. I, it sucks. You Biz have business it. also has that. That's now. what I mean, Dom. I know it yeah, sucks. Business has then, that, too, now. I don't like when people can just click the contact me then. That's it. I'm not going back to a business. I'm not doing it. Yeah. You should. You know what you should do is just fully close your your Instagram page at all yeah. completely. And then that way no one's going to contact you. No, what do you I think? There you go. <laughs> but seriously, though, let me bring it back to reach. All of this. We talked about, you know, wanting to see the swipe ups. Mm. Wanting to see the swipe <laughs> what up. hell was that? <laughs> I don't have that. I, I, tr I, I tried to hold that. back. Tried to hold back the cough. <laughs> oh my god! You know, you know when you, <laughs> you know you. when you try not to sneeze and you just end up going. <laughs> <laughs> sounded so painful. Yeah, no, it no, even no. looked more painful. <laughs> oh, just to give you guys a little little background, both of you the flu. Like I said, you know when you try not to sneeze and it ends up being way worse than if he just sneezed? <laughs> so, yeah, bringing it back to reach. All of this other stuff that we talk about wanting to see swipe ups and how many people click on your website or click for your email. Personally, I think, it all, again, it all comes back to reach because the more people you're reaching, the more people are going to swipe up. And the, yeah. it's, it's math, right? The more people are going to click on your email. So the reach to me is the one insight that if you're going to focus on anything is the insight you want to be focusing on. Because yeah, with the reach, nice. with the reach will come all of the other stuff. But yeah. how many of those swipe ups generate to sales? And I can't have that metric because I'm not a business. So when I tell somebody to swipe up, it's usually to something else. And I'm only saying this because recently yeah. I posted a, a test um, on TikTok and said, go see my YouTube page. And like insane things happened yeah. when I did that on that platform. If I do that on Instagram... N not even close to the same thing happens. But do you think that that happened because you said, go see my YouTube page? Or sure. do you think that it partially happened because of the content that it was attached to? 
I think it's both. It's both, yeah. But I, I think, think so because, I think it's because I think, TikTok has the little button that makes it just so easy. Yeah, yeah. To makes it easier for sure. Right? That's but true. if you if you posted a different video than that one, right? Something that was more mundane, right? So just something yeah. that you would normally post, and said, "Go see my YouTube." Do you think you would have got as many subscriptions? I don't know. I don't but obviously know. not though. Like I think that's that's kind of self-explanatory. If he posts, agreed, agreed that, content, then... that TikTok gets is more favorable to to that kind of request than Instagram is. Right, Instagram. You could say, "Go check out my YouTube," and you'll get like maybe a subscription if you're lucky, right? If you're lucky, yeah. But that's the thing, though, is like it, and like I've had two viral posts on Instagram: my my folding table and my proposal video. Wherever I post my proposal video, it always does very well. But the TikTok, I posted it on there. And it's just crazy. Like yeah. it, it, within within a day, like over a million views, um, and then like three hundred and fifty subscribers on on YouTube. And it, and my YouTube, like it doesn't have anything to do with with <laughs> wedding stuff no. or like any of that stuff. That's what I'm so confused about it. So now my Take- head is all wrapped around like that is stranger. Is it's like the call of like the the the, the call to action. Is it more powerful when when it's like organic and just kind of like you said, Dom, like is it like like the type of of I'm not selling anything when I post my proposal video. No. But when I'm telling you to swipe up to buy a pair of pants and use a discount code, like I think people kind of tune out. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. Yeah, because the only people that are going to be interested in that are the people that really want whatever it is you're telling them to swipe up to yeah, as yeah. opposed to somebody that's looking for entertaining content. Yeah. Right? I think about- it's a lot easier to get somebody to swipe up or, or go follow a link to something like that where you're not selling them anything. They're just going there for their own entertainment. On top what- of that, TikTok is like the wild west right now. Yeah, that's yeah. true. You don't know what works. What like I'll post something today. It'll get a hundred thousand views I'll post something tomorrow that I think is a hundred times better and it'll get like 110 views. Yeah. Right. It's not to mention there's no analytics there. There's nothing. So, yeah. What are you trying to say, Vic? Where we just keep talking over you? Like, I, yeah, I think I talks too much. I'm taking a break, guys. I'm just gonna listen to you and I for this. (laughs) If you guys would stop coughing, maybe I can get a word in. Um, I actually don't know what I was going to say anymore. So there you go. I think the market's just saturated too. On Instagram right now, within our community, um, I feel like if a brand is trying to push something or come into, you know, the space, they reach out to 50 plus influencers. All those influencers are our friends and that's all we get fed. So, you know what I mean? Like the three of us, we kind of, we know the same people. We kind of talk to the same people on here. And I think that like what we're currently being fed is stuff that we are, are actively involved with the same people that we talk to in the DMS and we message that like that we're getting fed the same stuff. So, so please take everything that we're saying kind of with a grain of salt in terms of all this stuff. And, and I could be wrong for other people with, um, accounts that just kind of like consume content versus like pump, try to pump it out. 
But I do think that the market is a lot more saturated. There's a ton of competition. If I'm trying to do a swipe up code and and you guys are trying to do a swipe up code, like like our audiences are kind of intertwined. So then they're kind of like, I'm just going to do it now. Or, you know, maybe the intentions there, I'll say swipe up and get this discount. And I'll be like, yeah, okay, maybe I'll come back to that. And then like two <laughs> stories later, like Vic says the same thing and they swipe up and then, you know, use his code instead of mine and all this stuff. So like, that's where I think like, the market is just heavily saturated too. And, and I want to try and bring my like call to actions more to like um, things that'll favor, like I'll benefit for if that makes sense. It yeah. does make sense, but I don't think that those swipe ups, like for example, let's say you have 50,000 followers or whatever, you throw out a number there. And yes. I'll, or let's, I'll, I'll use myself. Okay. Almost at 40,000 followers. I'm not, when I put out something that's a swipe up or, Hey, you want a discount code? I expect right away a thousand of my followers that are, like Mark said, we're all in the same group. We all see each other's posts. We all see each other's stories, the same things. It's those other people that I'm hoping to to reach out to. You know what I mean? Like there's still that. But if you're not other... talking to them and you're not communicating with them or if they're not doing like, like. But I am. Okay. That's the stuff nation. Me. Man. Check yeah, me. no, I just, when I do swipe ups to my own stuff, because keep in mind, you've already said you're in content creator mode. I still, as the stump shop, yes, I create content. However, I also sell stuff, whether it's for yeah. fun or whether it's just stuff that I made. But um, for example, it's a small item, but anytime, and people laugh at me a lot in comments, and I don't care. I make a bunch of Lego trays. I make each one different. Anytime I list those, I say swipe up, and I usually sell out like pretty fast, all of them. Yeah. In that sense, um, it's all makers and like that watch my stories or or. But somehow they are buying them. I mean, I know Dom does a lot of Frig, I just bought one too. Like that's, that's yeah, see, there you go. You actually did buy unbelievable. One. I know. Um, but, or swipe up to see more details on this stump or whatever. I have a higher success rate and my insights are way more positive for things like that than when I'm saying, hey, swipe up and use stump shop ten or stump twenty for this discount code. Yeah. That one's not as successful, I have to be honest. But you know, it's it's kind of you can't get the best of both worlds, right? Yeah, yeah. But I again, like Mark was was saying, don't you think that a part of that is because of how saturated it's become? That you're not the only guy with that stump ten code, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like it's somebody true. that's watching yours may watch another two or three stories right after that, and those two or three people also have a code for that exact same thing. Yeah. Yeah. I, right? I do agree with that. Yeah, it's and it's... and again, like I'm not trying to sell things anymore, right? Like, exactly. like I'm I'm when I say I'm in content creator mode, what I mean is like, um, for me now, it's kind of like changed a little bit. Where like I realize that I love making content. So sure. if I'm telling people now, or I'm doing call to actions, and I'm saying that they're selfish, it's just because like I want, I obviously want those like all the hours and everything that I'm putting into this content to be worth it. And so that though they get views and, and all that stuff. So maybe now my analytics on Instagram might not be important to me, but my analytics on YouTube are now important or on TikTok because I'm kind of interested in how different things can play around. But um, I do definitely think that you should be aware of at least how to look at your analytics and understand them. And if you're trying to grow on Instagram, then yeah, definitely focus on that reach. I think that's a, a really hot tip. Once in a while, I say something right. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but so then what do you, Mark, have you completely um, moved past insights on Instagram? Like if you're now kind of, because you have changed, like we all have, what, like, I don't know if you ever actually answered the question, like Mark posts something. What, how does that, what do you do? Like, do you even go back and look? And if you do, Break it down to exactly what do you look at? Like when you click view insights, do you even do that or what do you look for? Um, when I when I do a post, I will usually try my absolute hardest to reply to the comments. Yeah. And then what I do is to try and build a relationship. Anyone who has commented on my page I usually click on that profile and then do five or six likes on some pages, try to learn their name, give them a compliment, go back, and then do the same thing. Reply, click on their page, go and do five or six likes on things that I like, leave them a compliment, and then do the same thing. Yeah. Um, and then if I'm looking at my view insights, I'm typically looking at how many people have saved my stuff because that tells me that people like it enough that they they want to bookmark it. At least if the intention is there to save it, then that tells me that they're either going to regurgitate it later or they're going to come back to it at that's some point. That's very important. I think that little save button, I think that's crucial these days. I look at the save. Um, I also look at who has sent my stuff. Um, just because I, 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 I don't know why, but I find it interesting that someone would send one of my pieces of content whether they're talking shit about me or whether they're like they think it's interesting enough that they can send it off to somebody else and say hey look at this um you said who sends it there's no way you can tell who is there no 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 but i just just how many right yeah 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 i find it interesting that's that that anyone would send a piece of my content to somebody else i just i think um i think it's kind of interesting and then you'll start to develop trends so I'll see if I, if I post a picture of the three of us, there'll be like three cents. Yeah. If I post a picture of like um, anything that I've done with plans, there'll be like 75, 80 cents, right? Yeah. And that'll tell me even if the likes aren't there, then what people are interested in and, and feel like it's, it's you know, important enough to share with a friend or something like that. So that's kind of how I gauge my content now. Right. Yeah. It's funny you mentioned I, the sends. I always notice that whenever I post a finished piece, like by a couch or like more of like a decor photo as opposed to like a workshop photo, I yeah. get a lot of sends. And I'm always thinking in my head, I'm laughing like that's a bunch of dudes out there getting this message from yeah. their wife saying, make me this or get yeah. me this or this is yeah. what I want. And yeah. so for that, I apologize. But you know, make your own stuff. Ask me how and I'll send you the info. No problem. Yeah. But anyways, what were you going to say though? Yeah. And no, I, I just, I agree. I think a lot of those other analytics are a lot more important than likes now. I think likes, because there's so much content out there now, regardless of the platform, I think a lot of, and I'm guilty of this sometimes that if I don't have a lot of time, I'll open up the app, whether it's Instagram or TikTok or whatever, and just scroll through it without liking anything just yeah. to but, see what's but there instagram knows that that's why they've taken it away and this is the thing is because what happens or what i find happens and again my own personal opinion is i'm gonna use like you said dom you're gonna you're gonna look over the next three months and you're gonna take the top five 
And then of those five, on your throwback Thursday, you're going to regurgitate your best one up there. And then all of a sudden, you just start regurgitating that same post and it just keeps going and going and going. And then all of it, like the, the content never changes. It turns into the same thing over and over and over again because people would start chasing the likes. We're all guilty of it. Every yeah. single one of us are guilty of it. Okay. Um, but the problem with the platform is, is it becomes like, oh God, here's another river table. Oh God, here's another dude folding down his stupid yeah. workbench off of his wall. Yeah. Um, but the thing, look, with the likes, like I said, I don't think they're that important. I mean, it's a number that makes you feel good. But at the end of the day, look at it this way. What value do they really have? A post, even at this, a lot of people are interested in working with brands. Do you think a brand is going to care more that the post that you posted for them promoting their product got... 10,000 likes or do you think they're going to care more that it reached 250,000 people? See, I think specifically if you're asking about what a company wants, it the trend is now more going towards they want to see some form of return on that, right? Like yes. before it used to be like Mark said, they just send it out to a bunch of these woodworkers and suddenly everyone's saturated. <laughs> From what I've read lately is I think a lot of companies now are actually wanting to see as opposed to just, okay, that's cool that Vic posted this picture of himself wearing, you know, brand X. What does that actually do for my company? Because there's yeah. so many of these guys doing the same thing. So I think that in that sense, um, it's a little bit different because companies, sure, they're, you know, you screenshot your insights and they ask to see it a week later or whatever. I honestly think that they want to know how many people clicked that link that they gave you. Oh, I definitely. Think businesses, that's the main thing. Man. They don't definitely. care about how many likes you have. If it resulted yeah. in no one going over to their website or whatever, Look, see you later. Any, any brand at the end of the day is going to want two things from any partnership. They're going to want a greater recognition. So they want their name out there. They want it recognized. And they want sales, right? Everybody wants, at the end of the day, that's what it, any business needs sales, right? So those are the two things they're going to want. And unless you have a way to quantify whether it's through a swipe up that they can quantify, you know, a, a, a discount code to say, this is how much sales we made. The only other thing you can offer them that's of value to them is greater recognition because yeah. that will eventually translate into sales. Yeah, right. How many so, yeah. how many types of you know uh, soda are out there, right? But who gets the most sales? Coke and Pepsi because they have the most recognition. And at the end of the day, the more you're recognized, the more again, the more reach you have, that translates. Yeah, but it's also a slippery slope too. Like people think that uh, like they need to grow to be established and all these things. Like you could have twenty thousand followers on Instagram and not know what the hell you're doing. You know what I'm saying? Like people will automatically assume that just because the numbers are there that you're an expert. There are much more talented woodworkers, no offense, than the three of us combined yeah. that might even have 50 followers. Oh, no you know what I'm people. saying? It's, yeah, 100%, it's, it's, of course. That's so, so that's a prime example of like the numbers do not matter. What, like not at all, but it comes down to the intent. What is your ultimate goal on the platform? If you're trying to sell things, 
that's a completely different subject. If you're trying to grow your account so that you can have something to maybe potentially work with brands, my advice would be don't focus on growing your account for a specific number. Focus on having that pitch. My name is Mark. I have 500 followers, but I also have this group of like-minded individuals. We get together. There's 500 of us every month, and we do X, Y, and Z. Or once a year, we have a barbecue, and I would love for you guys to come to this event and do like a huge host or something, and maybe potentially we could work together in the future. Like Little things like that would go much further in in my eyes with, with a brand than coming to them and asking for free stuff to give away. Does that make sense? I, it totally does make sense. I just, I if you don't mind, I have to kind of um, provide my opinion on that because absolutely, I see why and from where people are coming from when they say the numbers don't matter. Because ultimately, what you're saying in a nutshell is 500 highly engaged, dedicated um, followers is worth more than you know 10,000 that are kind of ghostish, aren't really there. But when people say numbers don't matter, the reason I'm saying this is when I've done takeovers for certain companies' accounts and you're sharing the inbox with the person that is still running the company, for example, you see how they – and to me, it's interesting to see how businesses answer people's requests, this and that. So when you reach out and say, hey, I'm um, you know, Mr. Smith and I only have 200 followers but I'm looking to do a 250-follower giveaway, I – I don't think that numbers don't matter in that case because no company is going to say, oh, you have 250 dedicated followers. Okay, but if I flip to someone that has 40,000 followers and only 1,000 of them are dedicated, now I have 1,000 people versus your 250. I still think that numbers do matter when looking at it from businesses looking at you. Does I'll disagree. A content's king. Content yeah. is king. And, and this is the But you're not going to not- get your content – you're not getting your content is not getting that reach. It just is impossible for your content unless you hit a viral, yet. like one viral video. But your yet. content, if you have 300 followers, your reach is just guaranteed not to be there with someone that has 40,000 or 50,000. It's not. No, right? you, no, it's if, not. If you it's have not. 300, and I'm going to use Nick Key as an example. If I, if Nick Key has 300 followers with yeah. the with with how good he is at doing video edits and stuff like that, if I'm a brand, yeah. the first thing I see or the first thing that I say is someone reaches out to me and Nick Key has 300 followers and I look at his his account, I'm going, this dude is going to blow up. He is going to no, blow up. I, I I'm going to take a chance so, on him. I don't think so because he can make amazing videos. And if we're using him in an example, he does make amazing videos. It doesn't matter if you're Steven Spielberg. If you have 300 followers, it's just your content. Unless I keep saying it becomes that one viral video, it's just not getting in front of the views. Does that make sense? Like it's just not – if we're talking about a certain campaign, not – this guy will blow up because he's amazing, yeah. this and that. Like if you have 300 followers, I'm sorry, some brand comes to your page, they will say like, okay, listen, come back to us when you have 10,000 or 15, regardless of how incredible that person's content is. This, I'm sorry, but I have to take that standpoint because 
I don't know, Dom, what do you think? You know, you know what? The, 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 the thing, the, I think it depends on the platform. I could see a brand maybe taking that chance on somebody who's doing YouTube because YouTube, for instance, versus Instagram work very differently. On Instagram, a brand takes a chance on someone with, let's say, under a thousand followers. As they grow, like what Mark says, this guy's going to blow up. But by the time the guy blows up, that post is buried. And Instagram is not the type of platform where that post is not many people are going to scroll back in somebody's that makes account, sense. right? Like it's not searchable. somebody yeah. that has what you, you have know, to offer them 200,000 followers. If I'm following them, I'm not scrolling back a thousand yeah. posts to see what they posted <laughs> two years ago. Yeah. Right. Whereas on YouTube, it kind of lives in a Somewhere. different way. It, it's, it's searchable. searchable yeah. Right. So there, there is value. If you get in early with someone who you think is going to do what's kind of like hedging your bets, right? I think this guy's yeah. going to blow up. He's, you know, decent production skills. He makes decent videos. He's starting on YouTube. Let me get in early with this guy, build a good relationship because when he explodes, we already have this partnership established, right? Yeah. I think that makes sense. And I mean, we've, we've really totally. been focusing a lot on, on insights and, and analytics as a creator and working with brands. Why don't we flip it back a little bit to Dom is actually the perfect example because you also sell products. Yeah. I know Instagram is not your only channel for selling. However, I'm sure you gain a lot of um, you know, traffic through your Instagram. So for you as a what do you consider yourself content creator, but also you know, you sell items? What's important for you in terms of insights? Because Mark explained to us, listen, man, I post and I insights you know, aren't the most important thing because I'm working on growing that community. But for you, who's focusing yeah. on selling boards, what, how is that different? Like, what do you look for? Yeah, no, I, I think again, I, for me, the, the one insight that I'll spend a little time looking at and trying to understand is the reach. Because again, it, yeah. even when it comes down to selling for me, if, if you want to sell a product, the more people you reach, the better odds you have of selling that product, right? So might get, you, you might get 5,000 likes on a picture of something. doesn't mean those people are interested in buying it. Yeah. Right? 100%. Might be another woodworker that says, hey, that's cool. I want to try and build that. Like. Right? Yeah. A buddy that says, hey, the, cool. That's my friend. Like. Yeah. doesn't mean you're going to sell it. Right? So Sometimes me, people, like, if you watch people that consume the content and not, not post it. So, like, my wife, for example. Yeah, she just flies through, yeah. flies through. But that's what I'm saying. Tap, double tap, yeah. double tap. They, yeah, you're and, right. Yeah, they don't mean right. jack anymore. It's like people exactly. are just liking for the sake of liking. So but that counts as a reach. To me, but they're it's, not it's, saving or sending it though. To me, it's all about the reach because the more the reach. Again, I'm going to say I've said it a few times in this episode. The 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 greater the reach, the better the odds are of of everything of getting more swipe ups of getting more likes of getting more comments of getting more interaction of making more sales all of it. it it's it's just it's math right the more reach the better the odds of all of that stuff are so to me that's the one analytic that's your that's, main that's, one that's worth spending some time on yeah yeah absolutely nice. all right enough well, about numbers let's dive into this week's mailbag i like the last one but can oh, we go back i was waiting for you to bag. come in uh, so I, I 
Uh-oh. I hated it so much that I didn't even want to join in. Wow. <laughs> Speaking I'm of mailbag, so angry. Let's go back um, a while ago, and the account is Nathan Partika. I don't know if I'm saying that right. It could be Nathan Partika. I did butcher it. Okay. Well, either way, we'll tag him in the uh, in the story. But when you started out. Did you buy all your tools at once or did you prioritize and buy on the go? It's a good question because it takes it away from the social media side of things. Um, any of you, Mark, go ahead. I bought on the go. The first thing that I bought was a DeWalt impact drill kit. And it was because we had bought our house. I was 27 years old, never touched a power tool in my life. And it was on sale. So really, you never I, touched the power tool till 27? 27 years old. Um, wow. It was the first time I bought it, or first time I like touched a, a power tool. Like I, I never, never worked with tools before. I was a big computer guy growing up. Um, yeah, and then after that, I like borrowed tools and stuff to build my first coffee table, and then from there, it was like I, I would build something and then build something for somebody else and then I would put the price of a tool that I wanted into that build and then I'd go buy that and then just kind of like grew my arsenal that way but what about you Dom? Yeah very very similar just uh I've got about a decade on you I didn't touch a power tool until I was in I was past my mid-30s and (laughs) yeah yeah that was like 40 years ago yeah and the funny thing is my dad is Mr. Power Tool like my insane. dad owns every tool you can imagine. It's I never true. had I've any. Seen some I of had stuff n- that he's done. Yeah. <laughs> I never had any interest until that time. And I mean, honestly, when I started, the first thing I ever made, which I've mentioned before, is the terrible sign. sign. Yeah. Yeah. I I literally owned. Never mind power tools. I think I owned two screwdrivers, a hammer, and like a handsaw. Those were the only tools I owned. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, much like Mark, uh, as you go, uh, you know, one project kind of pays for the next tool. Yeah. And then you can start doing, you know, the next level of projects that pays for the next tool. Now you're up to the next. And as you go, you kind of keep building on it, right? Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. What about you, Vic? So for me, it's it was always it, it, very similar to what you guys are saying. But for me, it was different because I was... Right from the get-go, the stump shop has always been the side hustle. So I was very adamant right from the beginning, you know, explaining to my wife that, hey, listen, I'm going to be, I'm going to start diverting some of my income and putting it towards this side business. I was always very careful with how much money I spend on the stump shop. So when I first started, my first stump, which I still have, I had no tools. I had, I didn't even have sandpaper, nothing. I took it to my dad's house and tried to level a stump with a handsaw. Oh. I managed to, it, it was ridiculous. Idiot. So stupid, man. So then what happened was I finished, I left that one, finished two stumps. I bought a random orbital sander, made the job way easier, but then got that cost back in the first two stumps I sold. And ever since then, I have never bought a tool that wasn't covered by the cost yeah. of the stump or that I didn't absolutely need, like it broke on me or died. And I'm still like that to this day. I still have a bunch of my old um, Canadians will laugh, but my 
first Mastercraft tools from Canadian Tire because they did not break yet. Yeah. I'm still yeah. using them. Uh, several have broke. I mean, one almost caught on fire in my shop. So when that <laughs> happens, you have to replace it. But no, man, when I started, whatever tool I specifically needed for that project, and I was always very cost conscious. So hope that, that was, answers your question. That was the best piece of advice that I had ever gotten when I first started out. It was like, I Don't really wanted to buy everything at once. Yeah. And I really, really wanted this miter saw. Um, and a buddy of mine was like, I'll sell you my miter saw for X amount of dollars. And I was like, okay. So then when somebody said, Hey, can you build me this? I was like, yes, I can for X amount of dollars. I will build this for you. And I didn't care about hours or anything. I just, I knew I was going to use that money to purchase that thing. The saw. Yes. And then, there you go. and then that's, that's kind of how I implemented things. If I'm even now, if I'm doing like a really big job and I know I'm going to need a specific tool for it, I just put that into the quote and, sure. and then I buy, I use that money to go buy, buy said tool. So yeah. yeah. And this also goes into um, further depends on what, point you are with your Instagram or social media or you don't even have to have social media but it also starts to help I know Mark does it a lot is working with brands right it always comes back to that because then you get a lot of your tools covered you get them mm -hmm. sent to you to whether you're testing them out or whether you're using them and at that point it becomes a, a high like it's a luxury right at that point oh you're my god using I, tools I, that like you couldn't beyond grateful before. yeah exactly like, you just beyond grateful like you there's you really have to be humble when you get stuff like that 100 it's not cheap it doesn't come easy but um don't go out and buy it don't go out and outfit your perfect shop um actually there's a quote i'm gonna butcher the quote because i don't remember it perfectly but when the art of keeping your shop um like that's the art itself you've lost focus on your yeah. your actual job or whatever right when you're yeah. out there just and I do it a lot because I'm very anal about organization but when that becomes your main focus like mm -hmm. I need the latest tools I want to shine my tools and I want to have this beautiful collection mm -hmm. that you never end up using what's the point right so yeah um but to each his own I mean if you're in a different position and you're able to buy yourself a nice garage full of tools go ahead but anyways why don't we wrap up this week's episode we dropped a lot of insights no dun 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 <laughs> get it the episode was about insights anyway i'm gonna reach through my computer screen and smack <laughs> you <laughs> get it yeah, it, it was. It's. I mean, he was doing the sump stop stare. It was a Monday. I mean, you know, whatever. A Monday. It's not a Monday, but we can pretend. I was trying to help you here. <laughs> I'll just admit it. I'm. I'm. I'm very good at. I have. I have thick shoulders. I'll take it. That sucked. That last joke. <laughs> Anyways, thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time on the For the Grand podcast. Let's cue the outro music. See guys. I thought you were gonna start coughing halfway through. What the hell's he doing? Blowing onto the mic? You can't. You can't. You can't even hear that. Bye. Ciao.